Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. and Patrick Coyote. Happy to join you after week yes, one. Who oh, Broncos and Raiders. First game in the Sean Payton era, and Chris, it started off with a doozy. But first, before we get into the Broncos game and the recap, how are you doing? It's good to see you. Doing good, man. Uh, glad to be back, and uh, let's have some fun, man. Let's let's talk about the game and see what we can improve at. Yeah, well, the Broncos in week one, Chris, unlike your Kansas Jayhawks, they did not come away victorious. Uh, the Broncos dropped to the Raiders 17-16. to same score as week one from last year, Chris. And I got to say, as I was sitting in the heat of SoFi Stadium watching the Chargers and the Dolphins battle it out, I did have my phone on the Broncos game the entire time. So I was watching it. And I got to tell you, it was bringing me back to week one of last year. 17-16 loss in week one. So close. And ironically, the difference was really the missed kicks, that's what it came down to, just like last year. Right. So, um, you know, we'll go over some of, the, some of the, the positives and the negatives from this game against the Raiders. I think there was a lot to, to pull away from both sides. Um, but real quick, we'll get into some box score stats here. Russell Wilson had himself a day, 27, yard, uh, 27 for 34 passing, 177 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, two sacks, a 108.0 rating, and a 74.7 QBR. Javante Williams, his first game back from the ACL injury from last year, 13 rushes for 52 yards. He had himself a nice game. Uh, Cortland Sutton, the guy you said to start in fantasy football, Chris, four catches, 32 yards, one touchdown. Not bad. Not bad. If you got play. you about 10 points. Yeah. You got you about 10 points. That's, that's a good you'll, flex. You'll take that. That's a good flex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, LJ Humphrey, two catches, 11 yards, one touchdown. Um, the reason I point him out, he was one of those receivers that was brought up uh, from the practice squad the day of the game. Guy who we've talked about a lot on this show as being a dude in this offense. And then Chris, the big one, Pat Sertan, he had to cover Devontae Adams. And uh, against Devontae Adams, two catches, 11 yards, Pat Sertan. This round goes to him. Round four of PS2 versus Devontae Adams coming up later in the year. Chris, I want, I want to get your overall thoughts on this game um just from just from your aspect just from your site what you saw in the game um and 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 what your thoughts were what did you first off what did you think about the opening call to be aggressive and go for the onside kick yeah uh me personally i didn't like it uh you know um just because we we got to see what our defense is going to be about we really don't know yet uh under coach joseph so you know, I kind of would kind of start them back deep, you know, yep. especially uh, with uh, – they do have weapons on the Raiders, you know, with a dynamic running back and a Adams. So uh, that was my only thing. But uh, I see the the mental aspect that he's trying to change the mentality yeah. of the, the team and what it's been, you know. And it's still – he's still changing it, you know. He still has to change that mindset because we're still losing – these little close games, yeah. you know, I can't remember the last, you know, real, real tight game all through the game. And we've been able to pull it out, yeah. you know, um, in a while, you know, years, yeah. you know, so um, that's thing. the mentality that he's trying to change. 
Uh, I will have to give him a loss too. Uh, I have to give a lot. I have to give Sean Payton a loss in this yeah. game, even though I love him, you know, yeah. because um, the the onside kick. Mm-hmm. You know, did that did that resort to resort to points? It did, yeah. I can't remember. It did. Yeah, it resorted to points, right? We traded away. You know, I'm always gonna be in favoritism of B Mac, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. my teammate. You yeah, know? I know. We 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 gave away B Mac, you know, which I know he would have made those some of those kicks, you know. Yeah. And we traded for a new kicker and you yeah. know he didn't he didn't perform well. Yeah. Uh really cost us the game. So uh, those are the big key, like the 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 clear focus things yeah. that you can see out there in the game of why we lost. So that's yeah. uh, that that would be a good start for me. Yeah, I, I think the I, you know I I think the move to go for the the onside uh, to start it's it's a ballsy move, and the fact that they almost got it was insane. Uh, but uh, once again, it, it right. comes down to execution. It comes down to the little details. If you're going to do something like that, you have to be 100% sure that it, it's going to work. And, and it was close. It was very close. Um, right. you know, but the, the penalty gave the Raiders the ball. Short field, like you say, you, you want to start your defense out deep. You, you want to get a good yeah. look at them. You want to get a good feel for what the, the what the opposing offense is going to do. And they really gave the Raiders a, a great position for them to to go deeper into their game plan than they thought yeah. of. I mean, uh, you know, a, a lot of people. Understand. It's different. Yeah, it's different in the mile high. Yeah, when you start the team back deep, and you got the crowd rocking right yeah. behind them. Yeah, it's it's different. I you know. know, and they got to go eighty yards. It's it's because he hasn't been there yet. This yeah. is his first real like real job as the head coach in in the mile high. Yeah, where he doesn't really understand. You got to start the game back deep. Yeah. It's different. It's a different start of a game mm-hmm. when we got them pinned back deep. Then, oh, now they're on our side yeah. of the field. Now, now they're on the forty. I mean? Yeah. Now they they yeah. get twenty extra yards. Uh, you know, and and on the flip side, if they recover that kick, that we're singing yeah. a completely different song here. We're like, oh yeah. man, he, he's yeah. and, and it's it's really about the attitude. What type of attitude is Sean Payton trying to bring into right. Denver? You know, and and I like it, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man, it like. This is a game that we had to win. This is a plus two game, right. in your words. This is a yes. plus two game. And now, it really, instead of being 0-1, we should really be seeing as the Broncos are 0-2 because this is a division game uh, it, right. that's a big loss, and, and it's a close game. So, uh, you know, great insight there. You know, really yeah. speaking to Sean Payton and the type of environment that he's, that he's trying to bring into Denver, but – you gotta you gotta remember you're in Denver and this team this fan base is hungry for some wins. Right. So uh, you know we're gonna talk a, a little bit more about you know the the positives and the negatives that come out of this. But before we get into that, Chris, um, you know I, I want to point out Pat Sertan versus Devontae Adams because this was the battle that everybody was looking forward to. This was the battle that NFL Twitter. Yeah. If you're a if you're a guy who loves good DB play or you're a guy who loves great wide receiver play, this is the game to keep your eyes on. And, man, Pat Sertan versus Devontae Adams, two catches for 11 yards. Uh, what did you think about PS2's performance yeah. against Devontae? Yeah. Oh, man, he definitely had Devontae frustrated, you know. And you can see Garoppolo and Devontae not on the same page yet. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I was thinking, like, Devontae, he – He's definitely I would put him up there for uh trade requests, you know, if the season <laughs> starts not going good. 
Yeah. You know, he definitely looked frustrated out there. And that's because of P- PS2 and, you know, the quarterback situation yeah. that he's in, you know. Uh, but the real matchup was on the other side. Yeah. You know, and that Jacoby was with Myers. Mathis and Myers. Yeah. And uh, Myers has always been a – he hasn't been a guy that's been a standout guy, but he's no. been a he's – he's been consistent. Yeah. Right? Uh, quality, you know, s- solid receiver that you can trust. He's trustworthy. Yeah. Right? He's going to be at the right spot. He's going to run his – he's like a Brian Hartline, like an old yeah. – you know, Oh, that's a he's good gonna, He's going he's gonna to be there at the right spot, you know. Yeah. Uh, where the quarterback – that's why Garoppolo trusted him and, and was feeding him. You know, yeah. he had confidence and more in confidence in him than than Adams, you yeah. know. And um, and it really showed in that game, and that was the key matchup, I think, that really showed yeah. itself. Yeah, and, I mean, Damari Mathis, we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit here. But, yeah, really rough game for him. Yeah. Got targeted quite a bit and just – just could not find his footing defensively um, looked lost a couple times out there. There were some mi- bad missed coverages, uh, but man, I, I just keep going back to PS2 and how smooth and how fluid yeah. he is. There was one play. Um, it, it was that big pass breakup that he had uh, where Devonte kind of ran this like stutter chair route, you know, go up, you know, stutter a little bit, break out. And then we're going to turn up field, mm-hmm. uh, get the, get the corner to flip his hips and commit to the outside and ps2 just steady steady footwork kept his hands on him uh, in and really just ran the route for him was able to get underneath that right. ball kind of an underthrown ball by by jimmy but uh, you know you, you go back and you watch that play in slow motion and you see how i mean if you're a db if you're a young db and you're listening to this i know some of my old high school uh dbs are are listening to this program so Go back and you watch that rep and you see how Pat Sertan just essentially boxed out Devontae Adams and and right. cut off his his lane uh, in, in his route and got the better position. So uh, right. definitely, I mean, PS2 looks in to be in midseason form. Not worried about yeah. him at all. We got to um, definitely shade the – that's something that we'll have to adjust is, yeah. you know, we're going to have to leave this kid in zero. Like, yeah. I still see – yeah, he has to be in zero and just win because, you know, um, I don't think the Broncos are going to probably pick up anybody yet. Right yeah, now, they're so. going to probably try to see what what um, the the young rookie they drafted also. Yeah, Riley Moss. Uh, well, and then they're waiting on Williams to get back. So, uh, yeah. it will be interesting to see what happens. But uh, uh, PS2, man, the way you played, man, you're going to have to be in zero a lot. So I know. Uh, get ready, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be matched up and i mean any i mean you know vance joseph's defense uh more than anyone yep. and and i know they're blending a, a couple of those aspects of the fangio defense and uh vance joseph's defense but yeah it, i mean this means a lot of one-on-ones for pat sertan and and on the flip side unfortunately that means a lot of one-on-ones for the cornerback on the other side and and that's where yeah. The, the most concern is right now after week one. So let's get into some positives yeah. and negatives here. So, Chris, we, we got four positives and four negatives for uh, this game against the Raiders. The first positive, man, Russ was cooking. And, and I don't mean like he was, he was cooking on the George Foreman grill. I mean, he had the chef hat on. He had the Michelin stars were up. He was cooking. His movement looked a lot better inside the pocket, outside of the pocket. He was making much better decisions throwing the ball. Uh, it wasn't perfect. He was not perfect, yeah. but 
so much better from last year. Uh, the the improvisation skills, that throw that he had to Humphrey in the back of the end zone. I mean, he's directing traffic well. He did the same thing with Sutton in that two-minute drill. That is the stuff that you want to see. Russ absolutely cooking. What did you think about Russ and his performance on, yeah. on Sunday? Oh, man, I think it was a great game plan by uh, Coach Payton, just getting them out yeah. on, the, on the move, getting them out the pocket, getting them comfortable, you know, where he can really see the defense. Um, it's a lot more under center, you know, mm-hmm. because he likes to run the play action and off the run. You know, that's kind of his system. And then eventually, you know, he has times where he'll spread them out and let Russ, you know, do do what he does. And um, only thing, man, I wish he had – it's a couple of throws out there yeah. um, that I wish he could get back, you know. Um, when we do have those open sure. – oppor- yeah, oh, man, Dorsett, if you can just know where the sideline is – you know, you might be able to score with your speed, you yeah. know, that you're capable of, you know. So yeah. that's a big play. Um, unfortunately, our offense, we're not capable of missing out on those big plays. Whenever we have yeah. them, we got to take advantage of them, you know. And those, whenever we have Cortland open, I, which I think Cortland would be a winner. Yeah. Uh, I would add him on a winner because he did get open, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it just was Aaron throw, you know, a couple throws. Yeah. And um, he was—he definitely showed that he improved. So, yeah. um, to, and he came out. You know, he was finding a way to get open, understanding where Russell Wilson was going to be at. So, I—I uh, I think Russ definitely improved from last year. Um, the the scheme is definitely going to help him. There's still some little tweaks. You know, Russ isn't at—he's not at the stage where he's going to completely lift the team now, right? He needs some other guys that are going to be able to make some key plays you know, form too. So yeah. uh, we we need some other guys to pick up. Hopefully we get Judy back and yeah. uh, really start, really open up the offense. Yeah, well, you mentioned the play-action game, and uh, that was something that we also saw as a positive. The run game, they yeah. had flashes, man. It, 95 rushing yards, you know, not over 100, yeah. but it, it was very balanced. Um, Javante with his 52 yards and Samaje Pirine, man, that, right. what a pickup for the Denver Broncos because yeah. they were some of those runs that he made. There was a, a crucial second, I think it was second and long um, where he just fought and fought and fought and, and got the first down. And uh, right. this is a guy who you mentioned it before the season. Uh, he's a big back. He's really hard to tackle and yeah. it showed in that game. Uh, so run yeah. game had its flashes. Javante looks like he's back. Um, but w- the third positive that we have here is the O-line. The O-line improved significantly in some areas there's still a couple of hiccups uh including ben powers getting lost on a screenplay or or maybe the the effort on the jaleel mclaughlin screenplay was really poor from ben powers if he picks up his man that's a huge gain maybe even a touchdown um and then you know mike mcglinchey having to go against max crosby was tough but oh all in all offensive line looked improved uh, to say the least. And and the last thing here, Chris, is the run defense. The run defense looked so much better. Josh Jacobs, the Bronco killer. You talked about that in our in our game preview episode. We got to stop him. Uh, what do you think about the run defense for the Broncos and, and maybe the defense overall? I'm going to say a little bit on the offensive line, too. Yeah. Um, yeah I definitely think they were much improved. Um, you know, Max Crosby, he's a guy that he's going to get pressure. Right. He's going to you don't want him to wreck the game. 
right? Yeah. We don't need a sack force fumble touchdown. Like he's gonna get a sack, he's gonna get his pressures. Um, there's there's just you know, there's about 10 guys in this league that that's just that's just gonna happen. Yeah. Right. So you just try to contain them and yeah, and don't will. let them wreck the game. So um, uh, I think next time will be a, uh, and this is the first time they played together as a unit. Yeah. You know, fully like really because I don't like, think the right tackle played in the preseason, did he? No. no I don't McGlinchey think he did. did yeah, yeah. Did Powers play? So this Powers is really a like games. yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is the right tackle's first time playing really, and he got Max Crosby. You yeah. know, so that's <laughs> a tough matchup. You know, out the gate. Um, so I, I do think they're going to get better as the season goes. Um, D line linebackers, um, I thought they played great. You know, yeah, I don't really have any game. Uh, issues. You know, from the uh, up front. You know, I felt like they're getting off blocks. Um, they made some uh, tackles in the backfield. You know, negative plays to set up the pass coverage. And you know, we just didn't take advantage of it in the secondary as much as I wanted to. You know, third down situations. Um, I think we were still. You know, middle of the pack. You know, third yep. down. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't. Uh, it was probably average. You know, around the league. Yep. So um, um, uh, those up front, D line, O line. I think definitely play uh, improved. Uh, we can definitely get more nastier. And uh, uh, the edge. You know, yeah. uh, you're probably breaking down. I'll let you get into it. Yeah, Once you yeah. Get the edge for sure. Well, it's it. You know, it's. Before we go on to the negatives, you know, when you have six yeah. possessions in a game total, when you have six drives in a, in a football yeah. game, that's tough. That, that's that's right. really hard. I, I don't think that I've, in my time, I, I don't think that I've seen an NFL game where both teams combined had 13 possessions in, a, in an entire game. That's simply unheard of. Um, but I think that, it comes down to how efficient are you on offense? How efficient are you on defense? Can you get your defense off the field? Can you make a couple of stops? You think about it, seven drives for the for the Raiders. Two of them were stops um, at the half and then at the end of the game. So really, they scored on five of seven possessions. If you get a stop on one of those, on one of those possessions, right. you're, you're probably in the win column there. Um, right. So that leads us into the negatives, Chris. And... For the negatives, uh, you know, the first one that I had is the receivers need to be a little more involved in the offense. Um, all right. of Cortland Sutton's catches came in the, the right before halftime. And right. after that, didn't go to him. And, and, I mean, that's part of the issue is the, the receiver room is so thin right now. Samaj so P. Ryan was our leading receiver. Uh, and that's – it's fine – but we would like to see more uh, involvement from the receivers, a little more explosiveness as well, maybe take some more mm -hmm. shots. Um, but the second negative that I have here, Chris, is the pass rush, non-existent, yeah. no sacks, uh, only three quarterback hits that were, uh, that were registered, and the pressure just wasn't there. And for a, guys, for a group with Randy Gregory and Frank Clark and then Jonathan Cooper as well, no Baron Browning yet, but... I mean, would Baron Browning have made a difference in this game? I don't think so. What do you think? What, what are your thoughts on yeah. the pass rush not really making an, an impact? I'm going to go with the offense first, and then we'll get to the pass yeah. rush. Um, one thing I've seen is that, you know, when you look at the Raiders secondary, they had Peters, and then they had a – I think it was a rookie. Was it number double, number zero? I think so. Right? And yeah. Cortland hit him with a 
PI, which we would count that as yeah. his yards because that pretty yeah. much put him in the red zone as a yeah. big play, right? We we got to attack this kid all game, yeah. right? Just Go like on. they found a matchup with Mathis, right? Okay, yeah. and they tried to attack him. Let's do the same thing with Zero. Let's see if he is, uh, uh, you know, a, a rookie fresh out there guarding Cortland Sutton. Let's see what he can. Let's see if he can guard Cortland all game, yeah. right? They got Peters over there. We know he loves to bite on double moves. Let's try to set him up. You know, I think that was a prime game to, you know, for Russell to throw for three hundred, yeah. and we didn't really like take take advantage of those matchups. Yeah, uh, that I, I, I would have, you know, that I would like to, um, you know, Cortland. Let's pick on this guy all game. Like, yeah. let's just line you up on zero all game and see if he can win. You yeah. know, and uh, that that's just my mindset as a, you know, thinking of as a coach as slash yeah. player and then looking at the matchups, you know. And then when it goes to the edge, yeah, it was kind of like non-existent. You know, yeah. I didn't hear Randy Gregory. I didn't mm-hmm. hear uh, any other pass rushers, Benito, any of our young yeah. guys, no. you know. Um, the Raiders pretty much, you know, they had a, they had a great uh, plan, you know. And yeah. Jimmy G, you know, he doesn't want to get hit. He's fresh off injury. He's getting the ball out of his hands, yeah. you know. But it was definitely he was sitting back there. Um, he had time. definitely time. Yeah, he had time, he had time. where you know uh, Mathis, you're making it. You, your edge rushers are making it hard on you, you know. Yeah. So um, we got to get our coverage and our edge uh, working hand to hand because it works in unity. That's yeah. why we were so good in our secondary. You had the no fly and then our pass rusher working hand to hand. So yeah. we have to be able to do that and um, hopefully. Um, Versus, uh, you know, versus Washington. They got some good receivers too, but uh, hopefully it's a good bounce back game for us. Yeah, and, and I mean, you said it perfectly. It, the pass rush and the secondary go hand in hand. So, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, well, Demari Mathis had a bad game and, uh, you know, Justin Simmonson played well and, you know, all the all these other factors. But, uh, you know, when your pass rush isn't getting there, it, it's really hard as a cornerback or a defensive back to cover for – more than I think it's the rule of thumb we say is like two and a half seconds. If you have to cover for right. more than two and a half seconds, especially in man coverage, it, it's it's difficult. And when when your right. guys aren't getting home, you're expecting them to get home. And you're when you're having to guard a, a guy like a Devonte Adams or I mean really any NFL player. Let's be honest. Uh, if you're having to yeah. guard them for more than a few seconds, that every second, every tick after that two and a half mark. It, it just the percentage that a completion is going to happen or a big play is going to happen just goes up and up and up and up. So you have right. to be able to get home. Um, so hopefully right. that's something that Sean Payton is going to hammer home this week as we approach Washington. I did have as my third negative Damari Mathis. We don't have to talk about that anymore. Um, but the last yeah. th- negative that we're going to get to, Chris, is the injuries that happened. Um, Greg Dulcich, hamstring, same one as last year. He's going to be out for, they said, a few games. Uh, no timeline there. Expect it to maybe be three to four weeks. We'll see how Jerry Judy comes back. I think we can probably preface uh, his return and and go to Dulcich from that. Um, and then Caden Stearns uh, was supposed to be the guest on our show today, Chris, uh, yeah. and, and unfortunately suffered a torn patellar tendon. So he is out for the remainder of the year. Big loss for the Denver Broncos as PJ Locke is still um, on short-term IR, he should be coming off after the fourth game. Um, but that means JL Skinner and Kareem Jackson are going to have to step up in a big way uh, as long as uh, – got to hope Kareem – they don't suspend Kareem or what oh, his punishment yeah. might be. Yeah. You know, with yeah. that hit. So, 
Yeah. Um, that we're already having to, you know, having depth issues and having to, yeah. you know, really, um, uh, you know, rely on the backups early, you yeah. know, so it's, it's yeah. kind of scary already. Next man up yeah. mentality got to be that way. But uh, hopefully these these younger guys can step up as uh, the other guys go through injuries and and performance issues is what we'll call it for Mathis. Uh, let's go through right. our winners and our losers from this game, Chris. Uh, four winners, four losers from from each side. Uh, we'll add an extra one for the winners uh, from your earlier comments. But my first winner, Russell Wilson, thought he played a great game, thought he looked fantastic, especially in uh, those those crucial situations. Needs to clean it up a little bit more as far as footwork goes and, and some of those mm-hmm. late-game throws, but I thought he played a fantastic game. Pat Sertan, big game. Again, top corner in the league, man. we got to right. stop playing with this kid. Uh, Javante Williams. He had a. I feel like him being on the field and and playing the way that he played, he's a winner already. Uh, and then right. last one. Uh, well, we'll add Cortland Sutton into this list as well because he did have a good game. Uh, just didn't get the targets that we needed him to get. But the last one, right. Alex Singleton, linebacker, had a 79 grade in run defense and in pass coverage. Uh, second best in pass coverage on the team. Uh, top in run defense on the team. He had himself a game. What do you think of the winners? And is there anyone else outside of those guys who you would add? Yeah. No, I think you got it right. Um, those guys definitely were the uh, key players out there. Uh, only thing, you know, a couple plays out there for Russ. Yeah. That, you know, he definitely the wants back to keep some drives alive. Um, Cortland definitely try to get some more action. Um, game ball definitely has to go to PS2. Yeah, um, I think for so. the team, you know, you have a elite performance like that. Shut down one of the uh, top receivers in the league over the last, you know, five or six years. The two catches on a, you know, week week one is when the receivers come out hot. You yeah. know, they're not coming out with just ten yards. You know, so being able to shut him down, uh, you should be able to win a game. So it's really upsetting when you have those lockdown performances and you don't win. So uh, yeah. PS two gets the game ball for sure. Hell yeah. Game ball for PS2. Now on to our losers, Chris. Uh, first one that I have is the pass rush. Pass rush was a big loser in this game. Uh, just non-existent. Couldn't really pin it on one player or not. It was just the whole unit as a whole. Uh, Got to be better. Got to create more pressure. That's how we're going to win games. That's how we're going to create turnovers. Um, and hopefully they can do it against the commanders. Uh, second loser, Greg Dulcich. Really, this is more just for the offense. Losing him sucks. He had a great game. He really did um, before he got hurt. Uh, yeah. And now that Albert O trade, Chris, is kind of coming back to haunt the Broncos. Could this be a I wasn't going to say anything. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I well, was you like, knew man. it. We were both thinking it. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, like, man, we could have sure used him, you know. Uh, but, you know, there's a rhyme and reason it. for everything. Yeah, they want to <laughs> move on. I understand. Um, third loser, Will Lutz. Yes. Uh, you trade for a kicker. You expect him to follow through one for two and uh, extra points, 0 for one in field goals. Um, you know, this is uh, – or sorry, one for two in field goals, I believe. Um, th- this was an area where they really needed to get better, and uh, that that kick and that extra point came back to haunt us in the end. Going from a 17-16 loss to a 20-17 win could have been could have made all the difference, or even overtime. Oh, Who man. knows? 
Um, and then my last. We need all, every point that we can get, man. We need I, every point, man. Exactly. We need all every the points. single one. You know. <laughs> no messing yeah. around. Um, and the last loser that I had, Justin Simmons. Uh, I just he did not play a good game. Missed three tackles, um, and and just did not play a good game in coverage. Really need him to step up. Um, I know he was doing a lot back there, and, and it's really hard, like you said, without generating any pass rush. But uh, as a guy, a, a leader, a veteran leader on this team, you expect him to play a little bit better. So hopefully he'll he'll have a bounce back game against Washington. He, he's he's one of those guys. This is probably the most amount of snaps that he's played uh, in the last few months. So we'll give him some grace. Right. Uh, but Chris, as we move on to uh, Washington to the Commanders, which we will have a joint show with uh, the other Washington Believe team um, this Friday to preview the game. Keep an eye out for that. We got to think about what do the Broncos need to improve against Washington in week two. Um, And Chris, the first thing that we have written down is the pass rush. We got to get to Howell. So uh, what do you think? Are are there some different ways that we can maybe dial up? Because Vance Joseph blitzed the most out of any team in the NFL and generated zero pressure. So what do you think are some ways that we could generate some pressure against Washington? Right. I mean, he was blitzing, you know, he was doing yeah. everything. Everything. I mean, I think he was just go- rolling, rolling through this, his playlist, you know, <laughs> uh, just passing around the hard, the hard down and just trying yeah. to find some pressure, you know, yeah. and uh, with how he's a scrambler, he can use his feet. You yep. know, so he's going to be a guy that's going to be more moving a lot more than Jimmy G. So yep. those guys are usually harder to get down. So I would see more blitzes still coming. I think uh, I don't think the Redskins O-line is as good as the Raiders. The Raiders look much more improved other than, you know, I think we stomped them in the run game. But their pass yep. blocking or maybe our pass rush just wasn't there, you know, uh, yep. made them look good. Off. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think defensively, like you're saying, pass rush has to be that we have to get the how. Uh, make it uncomfortable for him and try to get some more turnovers. I see we, we had a key turnover in the red zone. You know, that took seven points. You uh, know, that was huge. Yeah. Uh, but we need to try to force some more um, definitely in the game. Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things that they really should look at, um, Drew Sanders, the rookie from Arkansas, got no snaps on the defense. And I think to your point with Howell being a more mobile quarterback and offering a little bit more with his legs than Jimmy G. This could be an opportunity where maybe we see them pivot to uh, a, a nickel look or maybe just sub him in on, on some packages, take Frank Clark out or, or take Randy Gregory out on the edge and, and put Drew Sanders in there because his athleticism and, and his explosiveness, you got to use that on defense. And maybe yeah. that's part of the reason why. Maybe that's part of the reason why they didn't generate enough pressure. Um, but I feel like they were blitzing so much. I've, Maybe the Raiders just had a great game on the offensive line. Uh, but the, yeah. the, the commander's offensive line grade from PFF for pass blocking against the Cardinals. Granted, it's against the Cardinals, so we're not going to put too much uh, weight into it. But they had a 78.3 mm-hmm. grade, pretty good 65.2 run blocking grade. So there's some opportunity there for the Broncos to generate some pressure. So... Uh, hopefully we can get back to that. The second thing that I have that the Broncos need to improve upon, Chris, is more explosiveness from the offense. We talked a little bit about it earlier with P. Ryan being the leading receiver, 
Sutton not really getting those looks and, and going, I mean, viewing your matchups, uh, Washington yeah. has a rookie corner. Their, their secondary is, is so, so it's not fantastic. Fuller. Yeah. Fuller's yeah. there. Forbes mm-hmm. is, is the rookie and, and he's, he's very good, uh, w- with matching the route. Um, but he's undersized. Uh, he's, he, his eyes are pretty undisciplined. He, he'll keep his eyes in the backfield a lot. So this could be an opportunity where, uh, you know, you utilize guys like Marvin Mims. If Jerry Judy is back, let's get back into the short game. Let's get some yak. Let's get some, you know, let's get the, let's get the ball out and let's get these receivers going against this young, inexperienced secondary. I mean, if, if Kyle Fuller is the most experienced corner in that room, I'm fine with that. Let's hit the receivers more. Court's going to Court's going to have a matchup. Mims is going to have a matchup. LJ is going to have a matchup. Jerry's going to have those matchups. Get the ball to your playmakers. Let them make plays in space. That defensive right. front for the Commanders is unreal. They will generate pressure, so the ball has to get out. Um and then the last right. thing here, Chris, cornerback 2 and the secondary. What do you think uh how can the Broncos improve against Washington in the secondary altogether. Right. Um, you're going to probably see uh, Sertan continue to follow. You know, yeah, um, I don't know how much I don't know how much Terry was getting targeted last weekend, but, you know, they're probably going to try to feed him this week, you know, and uh, uh, I think that would be a good matchup um, yeah. versus Sertan. He's going against a different type of receiver, smaller, faster, you know, um, type of receiver than Devontae, who's more bigger. You can get more hands on him. So it would be a good matchup, you know, um, uh, with all those guys that they have over there. Um, it's uh, Mathis, I would lean – you're going to have to lean more coverages his way, you know. Yeah. He, he's But there's you can't do that all game, right? Uh, in the NFL, they can't hide you. When you play yeah. corner in the NFL, like sooner or later, you. you're gonna they're going to find you, right? It's going to happen. Like you're going to get action. So you gotta, you gotta. He's gonna have to make some plays. He's gonna have to start showing some confidence, and uh, you know, continue to show that he's gonna compete. You know, that's what I want to see. I want to see his body language. You know, how is he looking? Um, you know, it, does he have that one-two out there on that field? And uh, I think next week is gonna be a good test for him. I I think so too. I uh, looking at last week against the Cardinals, um, Washington's wide receivers. Jahan Dotson targeted seven times, five catches. Curtis Samuel targeted five times, five catches. Terry McLaurin targeted four times, two catches. Uh, oh, yeah. So this, See, he only had four four targets. He, he wants yeah. 10 t- targets next week, you yeah. know. So this, yeah. this is going to be a fantastic matchup and hopefully, hopefully a bounce-back game for Mathis and the entire secondary. We're looking forward to that. We're going to be chatting with the Washington crew uh, from Believe on Friday to preview this game. We'll we'll be talking about certain matchups we're looking for. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, but, Chris, now it's time to get into the no-fly zone. And this is a, this is going to be a, a good question for you because, um, you know, I, I spent the weekend in Los Angeles, um, went to the, the Chargers-Dolphins game, SoFi Stadium, uh, probably one of the most beautiful stadiums I've, I've been in and, and watched the game at. Um, it was hotter than hell, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So you guys need to put some air conditioning, something in there, because it was crazy uh, sitting up in those seats. But I wanted to ask you for this no-fly zone, Chris. What 
is your favorite NFL stadium that you've played in outside of Denver? Because we all know that Mile High is the most beautiful stadium in the NFL. But I want to know, what is your favorite stadium that you've played in outside of Denver? Man, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the stadium I hated the most probably was Philly. Just because their fans <laughs> yeah. just do not shut up. Like <laughs> you know, they talk mess from the beginning of the game to the end. You know, the, their fans are really the craziest. Um, I loved, uh, you know, going to Oakland in the Coliseum. Really? Smacking them. You know, even though, you fair, know, the stadium fair. wasn't all that. But it was nothing like doing that, going to Arrowhead, uh, yeah. you know, winning on their turf. Um, what's another big, uh, cool little stadium? Going to play in Seattle. Yeah, you know, Seattle's a good stadium. It's a good stadium. It was, when it was rocking it with the Legion of Boom, you know, yeah. that was that was, that stadium was loud, you know. So, so those loud. are um, – when they're rocking, you know, especially KC or Seattle – you know, uh, they're rocking, but I, I still people people to sleep on the mile high, man. I know. We had it rocking. I keep telling them, you know. So I keep telling, I keep trying to tell everybody. You know, you, you know, I, one of my favorite parts about sports is is going to these games and experiencing the stadium. Um, you know, experiencing the the atmosphere and the fans and stuff like that. And I keep, I mean, we tailgated at the Chargers Stadium and like it was so cramped. It was hot. I was like, guys, it, yeah. The, if we tailgated at mile high, we do not have to worry about this. Like it, it's nope. spread out. It's great. It's a great time. Everybody's partying. Um, yeah. you know, it, but the second part of this no fly zone that I wanted to ask you, Chris, when we're at, when we were at the chargers game and, uh, it, it was really close between the dolphins and the chargers it was a fantastic game, but the stadium was getting really loud and mm-hmm. my wife and our friend, uh, they looked over at, at me and they said, how hard do you think it is to hear down there when it's like this as a player? And I said, you know what? That's a great question. I'm going to ask Chris this yeah. uh, when we chat. So I want to I hear straight from you. Answer that question. How hard is it to hear when the fans are going absolutely insane? Like, can you hear the snap count or are you like, are you just like looking for the visual cues? No, you can't hear you really can't hear out there. That's why we start doing the signals and, you know, yeah. uh, we'll do a sneaky, you know, because the offense is what they do now. They're, they're looking for our signals and they're telling the quarterback, okay, mm-hmm. they're in this. So, um, uh, depending, or we'll run up to you, you know. And I'm always like the guy in the middle, so I got to communicate to the safety, to the backer, you yeah. know, give the call out to the corners, you know. But you really can't hear, you know, yeah. especially in the mile high when it was rocking on oh. defense, we could not hear. You know, yeah. that's why sometimes we would love playing away because yeah. on away games, we can hear all day. We can communicate all day. <laughs> you don't have to worry about signals and things like that. But when we go home as a defense, it's harder to communicate. It really is. That's interesting. Well, uh, it, my wife's question is answered. Sadie, your yeah. question is answered straight from the player's mouth. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for, uh, for your yeah. time today. Guys, we have an exciting announcement. Uh, Chris and I will be going live after week two uh, against the Commanders. We will be live on the Bleacher Report app, giving our analysis, our breakdown of the game, our winners, losers, who needs to improve, who's doing what, did the Broncos win, did they lose. Make sure that you have the Bleacher Report app downloaded 
and be ready for that notification when we go live because you are not going to want to miss that. This is a, this is a big, big thing for Chris and I uh, and, and really going to help launch this show. So uh, make sure that you're right. following us on all social media platforms on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Coyote, at Believe Network. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.